Following the Emergencies Act inquiry, I've been riveted to this, and it's telling me a lot about my country. It's telling me a lot about what happened in the convoy protest. I'm not that surprised. I was a bit surprised today when I heard as they discussed what was happening in Alberta that the tow truck drivers, they were paid not to move the trucks. Remember, if we go back to those dark times <laughs> and we were watching and the tow truck drivers weren't going to move the trucks and we're like, how could this be? Nobody seems to be following any any orders. And now we hear that there may have been money involved. We're just learning a lot. Michael Kempa joining us live tonight, Assistant Professor Criminology at the University of Ottawa. Michael Kempa, good evening. Hello. I did. I don't know how you felt about this, Michael, but to learn that the tow truck drivers were actually paid, I mean, we saw almost this uh, symphony of lack of action in this convoy. This, to me, explained a lot of things, but it made me raise my eyebrows. How did you take that news? I took that news as an indication that, on at least among some factions, there was a high degree of coordination. Mm -hmm. There were a number of people who were very experienced in organizing protest and who understood that essentially uh, bribing or paying off tow truck drivers <laughs> would be a key strategy to keep the protest going. It's very hard to understand. There wasn't a centralized organization to this not in any particular location, whether we're talking Coots, Alberta, the blockade at the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor into Detroit, or in Ottawa. But there were little organized cells or factions, and some factions were very good at pushing their agenda and using quite advanced protest techniques. We also, as we look at what happened in Coots, we looked at it. I mean, they didn't need the Emergencies Act. And then we we got some kind of uh, communication, an email from the mayor of Coots, who seemed to have a pretty level head here, Michael. He did. Funny enough, uh, Jim Willett, I actually bumped into him in the streets of Ottawa this afternoon. Oh, after, really? <laughs> a day after he had given his testimony, we managed to have a little chat. And absolutely level-headed and he exposed some of the nuances to this thing it's not a case of black and white and on one side there are the angels of the state that are enforcing wonderful covid mandates and on the other side there is just nothing but completely irrational people mr willick spoke about the fact that this protest divided his community and there were local albertans who felt that whether they agreed with the specific aims of protesters or not, it was their duty to essentially as good neighbors to provide supplies, to encourage the lawful aspects of protest, even if they may not agree. And there were others who felt that the protesters were using techniques that harmed the community itself. So there were a lot of layers to this. And Mr. Willett said he was sympathetic at first until things went off the rails. It is, you know, Michael, you and I covered the convoy together and you joined me a lot live. And now, to me, every bit of this testimony is so important, not just for the protests. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like lifting up the floorboards, getting a really good look at what happened, what our systems are doing, what we what we rely on, what's not working and what is possible to make things break down. Michael, how are you feeling about just all these revelations so far? I'm feeling very encouraged, uh, to be honest. First of all, it was absolutely necessary to shine a light on how 
some of us professors and other researchers knew how poorly our state security institutions and policing institutions were functioning. So to some of us, this was not news, these kind of petty conflicts within upper levels of police command, conflicts between cities and police services boards and their police agencies, conflicts between cities and the provinces. This was not new. It was necessary to shine light on this. And I think that, quite rightly, Canadians will be very angry and disappointed at the depth of these things. But I also feel a little bit heartened because we're seeing there was very much a spectrum of support mm -hmm. for the Freedom Convoy movement, and not all of it on the far-right extreme. We always said there will be some of them who are hardened professional protesters who are looking to recruit into the more radical streams of far-right ideology. But the vast majority of protesters had various streams of bones to pick with federal government and so forth. Most of them were committed to lawful protest. Things overlapped with more illegal techniques of certain protesters. But when we pull all of this apart, we actually find that many of the protesters were not, they are not far gone or removed from our democratic system. It's a matter of finding now some common ground and pulling people back into conventional democratic politics. It's true. You know, we see a lot of protests. I've covered a lot of them. And sometimes you're like, wow, you know, they're, they're really passionate about that. And we all discuss it. But this was just so big. And part of it, though, and I, I do want to push it, push back a little bit. It was the organizers. And, and uh, you know, there were all the people there. And those people didn't really worry people. But the organizers signing that that document wanting to take over and replace the government. We did learn that some of the weird vibes, I you know there was, there was some dark vibes from some of the organizers and what we found out in this so far in this inquiry confirmed that. Do you agree? I do. And we can see it in the different evidence that people give. So James Bowder, for example, of mm -hmm. Canada unity infamy with the MOU in his testimony, he continued to make reference to the need to remove tyrannical government, various biblical references and so forth. And this was in a large part disavowed by very much of the rest of the convoy organizers. So there seems to be a core of organizers under Freedom Corporation, which is Tamara Leach, Chris Barber, their lawyer Keith Wilson, to a certain extent Tom Morazzo, who have distanced themselves from some of the more radical statements coming from people like Bowder, coming from people like Pat King, and coming from people like B.J. Dichter, who uh, apparently, according to Keith Wilson, has walked away with a certain amount of Bitcoin. That's mm -hmm. the accusation of Keith Wilson. So we'll have to see here, are there people within the convoy movement organization who have a legitimate role to play, perhaps, in leading angry citizens back into the democratic fold. So a lot of people would see that as almost heresy coming from a social sciences professor say, well, how could you possibly say mm -hmm. that someone like Tamara Leach has a legitimate role to play and so forth? And I would say, well, I would prefer if someone like Tamara Leach were able to lead some protesters back into mainstream politics and away from blockades and so forth, if that is in fact her aim. And if it's not her aim, certainly other political leaders will come forward to represent what we've learned now are several million people in Canada who do not see themselves reflected 
in any mm. of our mainstream political I know, parties. but there's 30 million people something in Canada. And here's one thing, too, that that's coming up, and I, I know I'm out of time and I'm pushing it here, but I think it's important. All this stuff, you know, lack of violence. But when I'm watching this thing, I'm saying, okay, is public safety and feeling self really the lack of gunfire? There is There is a menacing aspect to that thing. And we've well, seen was. some of it. Yeah, there was. No, absolutely. And in fact, you know, when you talk about public safety, you have to get into how were people's lives impacted. And we're talking about things like missed medical appointments, the inability of people to go about their daily essentials and open their businesses. All of people these were things frightened. are an I know people of public security. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And these right. are aspects of public safety. Michael Kempa, always great to have you, Assistant Professor of Criminology at the University of Ottawa. Michael, take care. Great night. Thank you. Thank you.